electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. Market Moving Insight and Analysis. Join Jim Cramer, David Faber, and me, Carl Quintanilla, on the opening bell hour of CNBC Squawk on the Street. Good Thursday morning. Welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm Carl Quintanilla with Jim Cramer and David Faber, live at Post 9 of the New York Stock Exchange. Futures green after the first three-day win for the S&P since May. Commodities and yields bounce. A lot of numbers getting cut by the street today in retail, software, and the banks, which begin reporting a week from today. Our roadmap begins with stocks eyeing that four-day rally. The euro weakens, dollar strengthens, the British pound bounces on a shakeup in the UK. I want you to know how sad I am to be giving up the best job in the world. But them's the breaks. Plus, Samsung reports its best quarterly profit since 2018, and that is spurring a continued rally for chip stocks. Thank you. And we'll talk a bit about Merck nearing that deal to buy the very large biotech cancer-focused company, CGen. But one question here, if this $40 billion buyout gets announced, what about the antitrust side? I think you're very right about that. Let's begin with the broader markets today, trying to maintain that upward momentum. Jim, sounds like you don't put a lot of faith in these number cuts today. You're more no. interested. I mean, where were they... I mean, look, we have a, I don't want to pick on anyone, but Morgan Stanley has a note out today saying, listen, we're worried about the inventory that's building. Well, then you had Samsung last night basically saying, hey, listen, you know, things are pretty good. We did have Micron on the show saying it's going to be a very short decline. So, I mean, I think we're fighting the last war. When I look at some of the semiconductor stocks, David, you look at the average semiconductor stocks of the, of the loved ones, down 50, 60 percent. I mean, what are we... What are you supposed to do? Say we got to wait for their down, what, 80? You see Intel lately? Uh, yes, I have. What do you think of that? Uh, well, I, I don't think it's great if you own it. Yeah. On your game again. I am. I'm I here mean, to play, Brooke baby. Held up. I'm here to play. Brooklyn's held up because of uh, Octan. Now, did you see when I had Octan on? I did see when you had Octan on, yes. When you were uh, out in San Octan Friends. just is about making the numbers. How are you doing? Making the numbers. Right. I like a guy like that. Um, NVIDIA is something else you've loved. Okay, I did look, notice, NVIDIA I, all the way up I did notice, nope. I did so, notice I sold some ba- it started, I mean, it, it was up yesterday. It started bouncing. I sold some NVIDIA at the top, which I felt badly about because my dog had just died. You know, my dog's name was NVIDIA. I do. But NVIDIA uh, crashed because of gaming, and I think that was wrong. I think there's far more industrial. See, that's the whole thing, David, is about how much is gaming and how much is PC. And if you're gaming and PC, people just decide to write your obituary. And I think some of these were premature. Intel, unfortunately, has way too much PC. Micron has way too much PC. NVIDIA has almost no PC, but it does have gaming. Although you mentioned Micron, and obviously we spoke to Mr. Moreau a few days ago. That was the bottom. I know. You feel like that was the bottom. Short-term bottom or actually one that's going to be put in for quite some time, though, is the question. I think the stock can easily go back to 67. Look, it's not. It's stock selling at four times earnings. Right. Wow, I look good there. <laughs> very Jeez. sharp. Very sharp. Yeah, very sharp there. It's yeah. that red tie. Thank you to Mary Duffy. She gave me that red tie. But, you know, Carl, I, I, I do not like research which says it's time 
to start worrying about the decline in the semiconductors, that it could be that it could be elongated. Well, I mean, what do people want out of Lisa Sue? Okay, so so Lisa Sue, the CEO of AMD, it stocks at 176, and then it goes to 76. Well, now I'm shaking. It's time to start shaking. What is this like, Cool Hand Luke? He doesn't like. I this. know hard-boiled eggs. I I, I know the movie. I'm still the shaking movie. it, boss. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's when people are like AMD. I'm, now I'm worried. Now I'm worried. I, 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 no, you can't be now you're worried. So does your enthusiasm extend beyond semis? Yes. What else? Because we got numbers, as I said, I'm, cut it, e-commerce, I think software. That I, look, I happen to think that Metaverse, I don't like the price that he's given us. I just bought the Quest. I paid 310 for my daughter's birthday. She doesn't watch this show, so I'll be surprised. Uh, but I do think that, that the idea that Alphabet, at, say, 14 times earnings, is expensive when everybody pretty knows that if you cut your ad budget back, the only one you still use is Alphabet because of the ROI. I think that is true. Uh, In fact, I think what you hear from some advertisers is that is is more the case. Even then, your beloved Meta and or Meta's 11 times earnings. Or others, understood. But Alphabet seems to win when it comes down to making the choice, as you said. But, David, the whole thing that, I mean, you, you come in, we can't keep changing what the goalposts. So you come into this year, and at the end of Q1, We've decided that Mark Zuckerberg is a complete bozo and loser because Reels is awful and TikTok is a winner. Now TikTok, it turns out to be an arm of the, of the People's Republic of China. And, and Reels works really well with Instagram. And now he, oh, this is another one. He's not, he's actually expanding the workforce, but he's getting rid of people who aren't doing anything. Now, is that bad? Do you think that companies should get rid of people who aren't doing anything? Or do you think that they should have them like, you know, remember, Chicago Alter, right? Well, I think that would make sense to be as efficient but as not, you possibly no. can. Zuckerberg is not allowed to fire people who aren't doing anything. Who said that? That's the consensus. Why? It's not the consensus. No, I'm saying I mean, people were a little surprised earlier last year well, when we found out they were spending $10 billion on the metaverse. That was before not. they changed their and name. And they're not. That was before everything else. Now they're not, you're saying. No, I'm telling you they're not. Well. Because that they was the number they to. shared. They, they decide, look, they don't need all these engineers. Carl, when things were really robust, they hired every engineer that walked by the building. By the way, the building's eight floor, you know, it's eight different sections. It takes you like 40 minutes to walk from building one to building eight. I wouldn't know. <laughs> and I'm just saying that when you walk by building one to building, there were engineers everywhere. Yeah. Well, I don't know. A lot of them were probably playing Pong. I don't know what they were doing. So that Donkey kind of, Kong. that explains uh, certainly the challenger layoff number today, up 57 percent. This is my whole point. Year and on year. Did you see the, the weekly claims? Uh, the highest four week average since December. Mark my words. We are seeing the first first layoffs in Silicon Valley since, 20, since 2000. Remember in 2000 when it became a vast wasteland? Sand Hill Road became Ant Hill Road. Yes. Yes. That was because you had an enormous uh, a number of companies whose business models were zeros. Right. Well, I'm saying that there are a lot of engineers that were hired by Facebook because they had a different model. And now they realize this, they realize that they don't need a lot of these people. And that's the, you know, a lot of these places in Silicon Valley are the epicenter of the layoffs. 
Okay. So, I mean, they're not I mean, going to go just, be... Just to encapsulate our conversation from the last five minutes. Then. Encapsulate. Yes. Woo-hoo. Chips, good. Samsung, quite good quarter. Maybe a bottom in chips because there actually inventory. is more demand than we may have thought. Inventory but at lower. the same time, on the employment side, high-priced software engineers are getting laid off and or at least not going to be able to find jobs at the same rate that they were able to. It's, it's 9.07 and we're done talking. Well, I'm in, trying to. In summary, we'll figure something else out to talk about. That was Don't it. you worry. That was the whole thing. That was it. Arjun, Arjun, you, you, have you ever listened to Arjun? I, I'm telling you, the guy imitates me. He's doing, he's doing Kramer every night. Arjun. Boy, is know. that ever self-referential? I don't know who Arjun Set is. Name. Who's Arjun? It's our guy. It's our man in Havana. No, he's a guy, Asian. Our Asian. Oh, okay. he's fantastic. Oh, is he? Okay. You never, you've never watched him. You have got. Don't you love him? Uh, I think so. <laughs> Maybe. Well, don't, don't put us on the spot like Can that. You tell what time, me when you watch him. What time do you get up? A, a normal hour. I watch Arjun sometimes at 1.30, 2 o'clock. In the morning. When I have nothing to do. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's you catch Arjun then. Got it. All right. Well, well, apologies you, to Arjun. You're talking about employment. Uh, we do have claims at 2.35 now. Some had suggested maybe 2.50 would be a line where the Fed can... Look, start to think differently. Like we had these minutes yesterday. Yep. And the minutes made it sound like that we were about to be Weimar Republic, so we got to, like, stop the economy in its tracks. The minutes had, they already felt like, when you look at the price, I mean, it's the chart of corn is really this, it, right now, we thought the corn was going to 12. Now, the president spends an awful lot of time talking about the refiners, of which you better get that Lionel Bezos refinery kept open, because that's the one that's going to really hurt us. But... We have all, we, when corn was at 800, corn was going to $8, corn was going to 15. David, you can't give away corn now. Like, mm-hmm. remember that scene in Witness? Mm-hmm. We, we, you said we'd be safe in Philadelphia, mm-hmm. where the silos were filled with corn? Mm-hmm. The silos are filled with corn. Danny Glover. Ronnie Cox. Yeah, amazing scene. Wheat, amazing scene. wheat, by the way, gains for the year, gone. Go on. Yeah. Go on. So just, you know, a month ago, all of these things were going through the roof. Now, what the president should be doing, rather than talking endlessly about Valero and Holly Frontier, he should be talking about how the price of food stuff should be coming down dramatically in the supermarket. And if not, we're going to analyze the problems in the food chain. So Cattle is lower. Why does UBS cut Kellogg today? Because they don't believe they'll be able to pass on costs. <laughs> because that was a stupid downgrade. Oh. Um, I said so in my morning report. I said that was... Was it Evidence that, Lab? No, so I don't think it was Evidence Lab. I mean, look, Kellogg is splitting up. It's a brilliant plan. The raw costs are all going down. Whether, you, know, you know what the main cost of a box of cereal is? The cardboard. No, the cell... That bogus cellophane. Oh, the cellophane, that, right. Yeah. Well, that's that's a, come down... That's a polymer. That's come down big. Bar, yeah. Board is coming down big. My father used to sell liner board. Sometimes he would come home, have a wild turkey get into his PJs and go into his bedroom. Don't talk to dad. Don't talk to dad. Because dad sold, sold liner board. And they had just put through a price decrease. Not a good day. No. And we come home and what, what, what happened to dad? Uh, Why is he but upset? We were preparing, price we were preparing for uh, food prices to go up even more dramatically as a, because of the inability of the heart, one of the heartland of 13% Europe, the bread basket, you know, bread basket, to be able to get grain out. Well, what can I tell you? It was a bumper crop. Look also, huge Deere. advances in yields. 
Just the technology. The technology is much better. There's the piece, stuff that Kathy Wood talks about. There was a piece by a farmer this week in the Washington Post who said the advances in yields, uh, he'll, he'll do eight times what his grandfather thought would have been a bumper yeah, crop. Yeah, the seed business. You know, David, at my farm, I am going to try to have a tractor with no human. An automated tractor. Yeah. Do you know that, that Will Frost, who used to work here, um, his uh, in-laws have... 17 large tractors. I did not know that. It's amazing what you learn on this Yeah, show. and I think that they're crushing it with, uh, with the price. You know, they were crushing it with the automated. Equipment. That's his in-laws here in the States, right? Yeah. Because there's some beautiful farms in the UK, actually, having uh, toured that area. Wow, a lot so of cows, too. I was thinking there's something else. Was some, you know, it's interesting. a lot of cows. David picks another thing in the UK to talk about rather than the more central issue, the cows. Cows. Next, he's going to talk about the Cotswolds. Cotswolds were beautiful. No, he says Boris Johnson resigned. Yeah. Yeah, Boris Johnson resigned. How come we don't hear about Brexit anymore? What happened? What was the impact? Pinch yourself. What was the impact? From, um, from Brexit to exit. Things, that's the things seem today. pretty good over there to me. Look, we have to go. But when we come back, we're going to talk about stocks. We're going to actually... Like, do you remember you laughed at me when I said CGM was going to get Merck bid? They laughed at you. You laughed. They laughed. Yeah, it was they like Carrie. They it was like laughed. Carrie. You were like, you were like... I did not laugh at you at all. I don't know what you're talking about. You were early on that, though. I will say that. Thank you. It's true, actually. We're going to talk about this potential Thank deal you. between Merck and CGM where antitrust could uh, fit into the picture. Got some calls this morning on IBM, Walmart, uh, Steve Tusa on GE, Boston Beer. <laughs> when Squawk on the Street comes back. Every day. Thousands of Comcast engineers and technologists put people at the heart of everything they create, like Olu Sheyi, a Comcast engineer who grew up bonding with his dad over sports. This inspired him and his team to create AI Highlights technology that uses AI and machine learning to detect the major plays in a sporting event. So millions of fans have a way of catching up on their favorite sports. Learn more at ComcastCorporation.com. Let's get straight to the point. You want to grow your portfolio to fight rising costs of inflation or pay off your debt or anything standing in the way of you and financial freedom, right? Yahoo Finance, our sponsor today, can help. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been helping great investors like you. Whether you're a seasoned investor or just looking for tips, Yahoo Finance makes it super easy by putting all the tools and data you need in one spot. Yahoo Finance takes a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and more. You can securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including 401k and other investments. That's how Yahoo Finance gives you insights and helps you take a look at your wealth in its entirety. That big picture perspective is what great investors need. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor. YahooFinance.com, the number one financial destination. YahooFinance.com. That's YahooFinance.com. You know how there's another show where there people talk about unusual activity? There's no unusual activity in, in C-Gen, Seattle Gen X, but it does go up every day. No unusual activity. Why are you pointing out Seattle genetics? Because it's been up every single day. Well, there's this belief that there is still going to be continued consolidation among some of these biotech companies that the big pharma continues to buy. Dr. Siegel's gone. Okay. So I see this go up. Merck has a relationship with them every day. What's the symbol, Jim, so they can bring it up for us? S-G-E-N, right? Yeah. Look at this stock. Yeah. Look at this stock. 
Yeah, look at it now, too. By the way, it's a lot higher than it was then. Better be June lucky 20th. than good, David. That's since, what they always say. Since then, the Journal has reported on talks that have uh, continued to advance to the point where, and again, this is the Journal reporting, uh, that they're getting close to a deal. It would be a, a large transaction, 40 plus billion. So, you're, you know, we don't, I haven't heard price either. Somewhere, let's call it in the 215 range seems possible. We'll see. But, um, and again, a, a large deal for Merck. Obviously, this is a company that's got some very specific cancer therapies. You could imagine combining them with Keytruda to offer even new therapies that would be even more effective, perhaps. Um, we'll see if they get to a deal. But antitrust is rearing its, rearing its head here, as it does oftentimes in deals that are announced or even ones that we speculate on. Obviously, Microsoft Activision is a particularly good uh, template, for example, where there's continued fear that it might be blocked, even though it's unclear that there's the law on the side of those who might choose to try to do so, and very much unclear whether that will happen. But let's go focus on antitrust when it uh, deals with uh, pharma, because... Um, there has been a new focus on it from the FTC, which typically does review these deals. And in fact, only a couple of weeks ago, there was uh, something called the Future of Pharmaceuticals, examining the analysis of pharmaceutical mergers. It was a Department of Justice and FTC workshop that was held um, as they sort of have this multilateral pharmaceutical merger task force. A lot of this is raising questions about whether or not a deal such as this one, if in fact it gets announced, Merck for CGen, would uh, at the very least get a second request. By the way, we haven't really seen any second requests yet from a more active FTC when it comes to pharma deals. Yes, Illumina uh, Grail, but that's not really pharma. But would it? And would they even in fact go as far as to try to block the potential deal? Take a listen to what Lena Khan, of course, who runs antitrust at the FTC, had to say during this workshop a few weeks ago. We've also seen empirical reports showing that killer acquisitions or acquisitions that are made for the purpose of shutting down potential competitors may be relatively common in the pharmaceutical industry. And we've also seen that relatively few leading drugs have been developed within the largest pharmaceutical companies, which are the companies that ultimately enjoy the vast majority of profits. And then of course, we've seen a whole set of lawsuits surfacing various allegations um, the companies have been illegally bundling and tying market-leading drugs to include competitors for their lesser drugs in recent years. Now, none of that means that we're going to see potential challenges to a deal if, in fact, again, Merck were to buy CGen. And by the way, there's plenty of rebuttals you could come up with there. I mean, they're not going to buy CGen, uh, what, a $2 billion revenue company at 40 bill, 20 times revenues because they're not going to try and innovate. That's the whole point. Um, and the combinations with Keytruda that conceivably could take place. Obviously, Keytruda, one of the great cancer drugs that's out there. Um, so it, it is confusing, Jim, to say the least, in terms of what the FTC may choose to do, where they may choose to do it, whether it's really jawboning at this point, uh, or whether they will follow through in some way with what would be a somewhat novel look at antitrust law that would seem to rely more on the market power side of things as opposed to true overlaps that would be more of a traditional view of why a uh, transaction should be blocked. Yeah, well, if you're going over uh, Assistant Attorney General Cantor's view. He's at the DOJ. Cantor, DOJ, yeah. he's in charge of interest. He's not directly addressed this in any of his cases. No. Now, again, FTC typically does right, so, take the lead on pharma. Right. So That's I, why we had Lena Khan's right, words but there. Her words were chilling. And the reason why they're chilling is because what she basically says is if you want to continue uh, let's summarize what she's really saying. If Merck buys CGen, 
That's really the end of the innovation of CGEN, other than to be able to reap the harvest of what they already right, but have. We, what we are, I mean, she seems to be criticizing that. Big Pharma not necessarily developing their own compounds, but what we've been seeing for years now is buying the smaller guys, taking the risk, because usually they're not past phase, phase three. CGEN right. has products on the market, but oftentimes we see where they have not yet had products on the market. Right. Uh, you, and then obviously taking it from there. And by the way, they have the sales forces. They have the, you know, the marketing power. They have so many of the other things that you need to do, including the resources to get through the FDA and everything else. I don't know, it'd be, I don't uh, know if it would stifle uh, innovation or help innovation. Uh, I think you raise a great point. And you take Biohaven, uh, a really terrific guy, Vlad Korik, Dr. Vlad. He uh, came up with a wonder medicine called Neurotech. Anybody who has migraine, take Neurotech. Now, why did he sell out to Pfizer? He sold out because he did not have the ability to blow out Neurotech. He just didn't have the money. Right. He didn't feel that anyone, you know, not nearly enough people were using it, but he knew that if he sold to Pfizer, many more people would benefit. Now, is he on the wrong side or the right side of history? That's he a gave up his company in order to be able to make it so his drug was used more. Right. Now, I'm personally involved as American Migraine Foundation, uh, and it, what it, our problem was trying to get awareness. Now, I think that Lena would stifle awareness. Uh, it's a good question. Again, we haven't seen anything from the FTC as yet, but it is a real risk for this deal. It's one reason why even if it does get announced, the expectation is it could take as long as a year for it to actually pass regulatory approval if it doesn't try to, they don't try to block it, and therefore will trade at a significant spread, perhaps not much more than where the stock currently is. Obviously, we don't know the exact price. That is great reporting. Um, because that look, great Microsoft Activision is still trading at a 20% spread, and most people... Uh, Canner doesn't most, like that, too. May not like it, but I don't know what the law is going to be that he relies on to try to block it. He's going to rely on the idea that you're going to have fewer people to be able to write. Right now, you've got writers for Activision, you've got writers for Microsoft. Okay. Enough. We'll get to the opening bell in just about seven minutes. Ten year, uh, uh, two years actually flirting with three once again. Futures are green. Don't go away. People today can spend half their lives over 50. So it's good to be financially ready for what's important to you as you get older, like a family vacation. Or starting your dream business. Welcome to Connie's Coffee. How may I help you? AARP's trusted financial tools can help you plan for whatever your future holds. That's why the younger you are, the more you need AARP. Start planning today at aarp.org slash money tools. What's on the horizon for financial markets? At PGIM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. Specialized across asset classes, but united in collaboration, our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. Pursue your tomorrow with PGIM, a leading global asset manager. Pretty busy Thursday for the markets. Uh, got that claims data, uh, the trade deficit. Don't forget Bullard and Waller, 1 p.m. Eastern time as we look for some fresher commentary about the inflation picture than what the minutes handed us yesterday. Opening bell coming up in four and a half minutes. Don't go anywhere. All right, let's uh, get in a quick mad dash before we get to an opening bell a minute and a half from now. Uh, banks reporting next week. I'm going to bore you. Okay. I, I Sometimes I don't mind doing that. Uh, there's a report today by Raymond James. It's very interesting because it downgrades PNC Financial. 
Now that's a built Amtrak. It, it is a really well-run bank. It yields 3.75%, sells at 11 times earnings. It reports on the 15th. This is the battleground stock. Why? Because I look at a stock like that and say, I don't care. It's so low. As long as they don't show it, uh, any sort of uptick in loan losses, they get the big benef- their big beneficiary of the Fed raising rates. Why would you sell PNC Financial down from from one, you know, from 220 down to 160? Why would I sell that? Because it's going to go to 130. I don't know. I think that PNC is a buy, not a sell. Okay, you're not concerned about a slowdown overall. What no, that's going to do to the I'm loan not, book? Because I, no, because I think that when you look at PNC's loan book, it's going to prove to be very strong. And when you look at the net interest market, it's going to be amazing. So I'm taking the other side of that trade. The man who said Seattle Gen is going to get bought by Merck is taking the other side of the PNC trade. We're going to get to the banks uh, in a moment as well. The opening bell here and the CNBC real-time exchange of the big board. It's Dakota Gold Corp celebrating its recent listing at the NASDAQ and Virotech Vehicles, maker of electric vans, celebrating its recent uplisting. Jim, Atlanta does cut Q2 bank estimates by about 9%. Weak investment banking, uh, the impact of the markets on wealth management, negative marks on loans, are on investments at least. Right. Well, I pick, I, and that's why one of the reasons I pick PNC is is that they don't really have that market exposure. And, and the market exposure, like if you're Goldman Sachs, you're David Solomon. If you remember, go back to the last, I did an interview with him last thing. He said, look, if we see a slowdown, we will not hesitate to act. We will uh, basically shift resources, David, you know, common talk for it will lay people off. So is Goldman true to its word because how much capital how many ipos happened in the first half of this year uh very few certainly year over year the numbers were paltry yes obviously you had the spac fire hose come to a complete end yeah that was good uh and then you've also had very just very few ipos as we know because every day we'd be here talking about them otherwise it's still scary i mean i was at a party this weekend I was the only person who didn't have a SPAC, and I think that's because I have this job. And I asked them how their SPACs are doing, and they're all trying to find something to buy. I mean, I don't know. When I grew yeah. up, you were tr- not trying to find something to buy. Like, like your father never said, you know, Here's Jimmy, money. You, 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 go buy something. Yeah, think, anything. Jimmy, think you think Chamath, think Chamath will give back the money? On the SoFi deal? Hundreds, how do you do on the SoFi deal? Hundreds. Oh, how about the other one, Clover? I think on any of them, Virgin Galactic, he sold. You think he'll well, get I mean, back you know, any of the money you, you, that he made there? I don't think so. Totally. By the way, not that he should. I'm not no, saying he should. No, but Anthony Noto comes on and he talks about billions <coughs> of dollars. The, he made billions. But we stood here and said billions. it every day. Now, by the way, other he did get a lot of airtime. Very articulate fellow, that uh, Well, And Mike Novogratz was on this morning. He came on. I think that Mike is, one. unlike a lot of other people, Mike gave, gives interviews and said, listen, I got a real whooping. That was, you know, I like Mike Novogratz because Mike Novogratz admitted when he loses money, which is something that a lot of other people don't. But I don't know if Chambers lost any money because he got out of a huge number of those deals. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Now, listen, all those serial SPAC people, Betsy Cohen, uh, Foley, Michael Klein, Foley, they they did just fine. They did just fine. But the quality of the deals, the quality of the deals, not so good. Wow. Holy. No, I mean, oh, like, Bill, I haven't looked at that for a while. Bill Foley came on and you know, you he's legendary. This? But then I look and he comes on now. He's got an ad, you know, 
Weich's well, wine company. If you had just shorted the CNBC post back index, if you could have, because it's not a real thing, we made it up. But, I mean, it's a real index, but it, you couldn't actually. Yeah, but David. You would have but, 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 made a fortune when we came up with that. We sat you. here when and you bashed those every stocks day. every day. Every day. Every day. So I and think all my you, friends were so mad at me because they, they all, all had hated SPACs. You. They all hated they you. They all had SPACs. I mean, they used to say to me, you know, did you ever see this, the, the quality of his jackets? They're like 80% poly. He reminds me of Dow Chemical. <laughs> That's what people said about you. Oh, jeez. I'm so sorry. Mad at me. And I would be like, well, maybe that's more. Uh, every single Eastern person chemical, I know yeah. has a SPAC, shouldn't that be a warning sign? Well, I mean, one of my friends who has a SPAC is, was now no longer talking about it. Like, no. not, you know, he's basically uh, They're all in hiding. They are. Oh, they're looking for their the deal. SPACs like are Danny Meyer, who uh, he got rid uh, of the Panera but that deal, was by the way, good. to be fair, had a more interesting structure that was a bit more fair. But now he's looking for another deal. He's got eight months left. Most of them are going to run out of time. The clock is ticking on guys who are trying to buy everything in the worst market to buy anything. I mean, what are they thinking? Why do they go buy 3M's uh, groundwater problem? Ooh, why'd you bring that up? Because they they settled for $500 million, yep. and then the Belgians said it wasn't enough. I mean, they can't seem to get any closure on anything. Nope. It was a moment uh, that we all remember uh, last spring. It coincided, of course, with the meme phenomenon, which uh, we were reminded of today with GME split. And this uh, Sue Gove buying 50K of uh, Bed Bath. Yeah, Bed Bath. Remember, Ryan Cohen came in. He made a stand on Bed Bath, David. I don't know if you remember that. It was in the well, mid-20s. He's the unifying theme here from both these companies. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's why I brought it up. I know you did, but I just want Sometimes I make things clearer to our viewers. Right. Who may well, not Ryan, be keeping Ryan up. Cohen is a very important figure when yes. it comes to GameStop. And uh, he bought a lot of Bed Bath in the mid-20s. Um, and so far, that's not... That has been uh, suboptimal, as I think you like to say. Yeah, that was not right. Now, because I said that, you remember I'm a top 10 hated person on Twitter. Because I said that negative thing about Ryan Cohen, I can't look at my mentions column for the next five days. But the fact is, is that he did buy Bed Bath in the 20s, and the stock is now a five. Now, the news, the interim CEO, yes, she spent some money and bought some. Now, David, at your Bed Bath, are there inventory problems? Uh, yes. I know. And well, it's what, a problem when you put things on the shelves that nobody wants to buy. Well, do you know that's what they said in the conference? Did you listen to the conference call? I did, actually. It was, it was one, of the, one of the finest conference calls ever. See, it said, in retail, what you want to do is put things on the shelves that sell. But we did not accomplish that. Uh, did you see this uh, Oppenheimer uh, removing Walmart as a top pick? But that was... It's ridiculous. They got high, like five stores. High levels of markdowns. Okay, that's the bottom. Aggressive rollbacks in apparel, heavy inventory, and grills, pools, a near-term gross margin. How many right. stores did he go through? Did you I, see that? Very few. In very Jersey. Few. In New Jersey. In New Jersey. Yeah, that, that's it. He went to Route 22. Can and I holy go, cow, can I go to Jersey and buy a new grill for cheap? There's like five different grill companies that came public. Every one of them I know. Disaster. I remember when Traeger, Traeger and Weber. Weber, Weber yeah. Wait, Traeger, they should merge. So I can They'll buy a lot Weber. of like good stuff for the outdoor furniture okay, okay. and a grill. At right, so, so listen, here's the obvious stuff. Walmart stock fell from 160 to 120 because they had too much inventory. Now we've got this guy shopping at Walmart, probably <laughs> the first time ever, right? And he goes, holy cow, there's a lot of stuff here. Look at all the celery and lettuce. Oh, my. And lots of grills. Thank you. Thank you. At 160, yes. At 120, well, they, they told you they had too much inventory. And I had a little spat with them, by the way. And it was ugly. 
It was ugly, and I feel badly about it because I didn't want it to be uh, as. Your point is, this research is ugliness. not worth the print, uh, paper it's printed on. I chose not to print it because I felt it was, I just couldn't kill another tree on behalf of that particular piece of research. Walmart already told you. Now, there's another great piece. There's an Ollie's. David, you will love it. David loves obvious, obvious research. There's a guy who says he likes Ollie's. Okay, Ollie's now a member of Ollie's Army. I don't know if you are. This is Wells says he, he raises his price target, Ollie's, from 70 to 75, and he calls it a consensus law. Well, great. Now, if you go to my Ollie's, if, if you get out of the section that's all the books that were in a flood, some, some store. I got a book about the Third Reich for 59 cents. That's not bad. But No, not bad at all. Yeah. The last days of the Third Reich for 59 cents. But if you go to Ollie's, they have all the inventory. So this gentleman who went to his Walmart, yes, uh, his Walmart in Fleming, Flemington, he will, if he goes to his Ollie's, he will see all the stuff that was at Walmart. Now, Ollie's Army, David, we get early look at what they have. Believe me, it's just Target and Walmart. It is. Yeah. They're, they're providing a lot of the inventory for well, Ollie's. They also have things like, you know, you know, Yeti? Yes. They'll have things like Yeti. Oh, really? Yes, and it will be made, oddly, in China. No kidding. No. Yeti, Yeti. Right. Made from different, in different areas of China. You know, mostly third-tier cities. We haven't really talked a lot of China this week. There was, A, the, the attempt to get ASML to stop selling them semi-cap. Which they already had. And now that this FBI, weird. MI5 warning about industrial surveillance yesterday. That sounded very much like a Hulu, Hulu 7 part with lots of cliffhangers. It did, although it's been going on for 15 years. But I know. Well, and by the way, we stopped them from getting SMLF a long time ago by putting pressure on the Dutch. Yes. Pressure on the Dutch. That hasn't happened since 1565. Uh, Jim, IBM, uh, nice oh. little uh, kiss from Morgan Stanley now, today, reiterating outperformance. Actually up 4% for the year. Now, I went to Paige Mandy, who is my coordinator with, with, uh, with Katie, Katie Huberty, Huberty, to see whether Katie agreed. Remember, Katie's still on Apple. Uh, Eric Woodring is it's running. Eric Woodring who did that IBM piece. Now, I said late cycle he likes. It's the stock to buy in the late cycle. It was a very powerful piece. Um, and I have to tell you, David, when I look at what what uh, he's what he's saying, it is an inexpensive stock. And I, I think that Arvin's doing a good job. Well, the, the I CEO. mean, it's, it's up this year. IBM well, is actually it up. It deserves it. They bought Red Hat. He's rationalized it. He's not, are you not buying it at all? Uh, I don't know. I know. People feel it's like, eh, IBM. That's, yeah, that is kind of what they feel. Right. That's yeah, IBM. IBM. Yeah. Yeah. Rather be in Broadcom. It's Chinatown, Jake. Forget it, Jake. Yeah. Chinatown. Forget about it. Do you have a pen knife so I can cut your nose? No, I don't. It's my nose. I like breathing through it. Yes. That was Roman Polanski who actually did that, right? That's right. Yes. That's he was right. the actor. That was his last one before he kind of took off. Yeah. Uh, we're going to talk to Mark Mahaney later this morning about his e-commerce call-cutting Ask numbers. Ask him about how my endorsing his book, and then, he, and, then, and then he says negative things about me in his book. Is that true? Yeah. You, you, you did a blurb me. for the book, and then he trashes it. Really? Yeah. yeah, it's really kind of hurtful. Maybe bring it up. And I up. love the guy. Maybe it sounds, like, like, a, sounds you know, like a time for a pen knife to the nose. Well, you mentioned, like, this book is a great book, and then to turn to it, it says, Jim Cramer didn't know what he was doing. I would have preferred to have one or the other. So you don't like his call today, cutting numbers, Airbnb, Pins, Peloton, No, Dash. all those numbers are too high. He's right about that. And they're not going to make the numbers. And they're all losing a lot of money. And 
But Chesky's got $1.5 in free cash flow. So I will challenge him on that. Not unlike how he challenged me in his book. Interesting. Mm. Uh, and hurt my feelings. My feelings were hurt. It was almost like my mentions column, where the CEO of Twitter pointed out to me at dinner that, my men- that he apologized that my mentions column was top five bad. Get over it, Jim. Just get over it. I'm not going to get over it. Yeah, you are. You're going to get over it. I'm not going to get over it. I'm not. I'm going to move on. I was in my mentions column today. I looked at my mentions column. Oh, my God. We have to mention the mentions column. It was very much like, you know, this is going to date you. Kind of like the Love Canal meets right where it meets the Gowanus, you know, right there. The Gowanus has been cleaned up. It's beautiful. Yeah. What, you go swimming in it? Oh, I know sure. you swim a lot. You can swim in it. You can, uh, you know, they have Gowanus. a gondolier. And those little green bubbles? Yeah, what is green. that about? Beautiful. It's surfactant. Go ahead. You had something. I, I, I wanted to mention SoftBank. You know, we talked yesterday about Klarna, which I think was an important story. We, we had it. I know you did as well. I, I met did. Money I talked about night. the Klarnas. Uh, and I, I was, said the right, same guy. I like the way you who, made who, that a verb. I said the same guy who played uh, Masa in We Crash can, is going to play yes. it. In, well, in I, we I mentioned it because Rajiv Misra, who, Misra, who runs, uh, who has run the Vision Fund, overseen that, is as you see the Journal reporting. He's stepping back. This is according to a, a memo that was signed by uh, Masa's son. Yeah. Um, he's still going to be was there. He involved he's with still going to oversee the original Vision Fund investments, but he's going to step back from oversight of Vision Fund Two. Remember, it's a lot of Saudi money in there, obviously, for Vision Fund 1. Um, but Klarna, $45 billion to $6.5 billion on the next funding round. So SoftBank put the money in at $45. Um, and that goes to, by the way, what we're going to have to start to see, which is where are these private investments going to be marked? How are they being marked? Um, on down funding rounds, certainly, but also off of earnings. These are private companies, but they still have earnings, or they still have sales reporting periods. Uh, and um, that was the end of the of, Jul- of June. So I'm very curious to see. We know a number of significant hedge funds that have large positions in many private companies. Have they all already marked them significantly down, or is there still a lot more to come? And then, obviously, the biggest of them all is, but, is SoftBank. But what's amazing, David, is, is that the there's so fund. many of them came public. Yes. At these exalted levels, and that, that's where people really got crushed. Yes. Yes, the companies that right that the one, also I mean, came public. The companies that came public because of the of the pandemic that became. I mean, look, I thought DoorDash was going to go under. I just put DoorDash on. Did yeah. you really? Yeah, I was just looking at it. I knew. Mine. Yeah. Live long and prosper. There you go, Bobby. Yeah. Um, gasoline, Jim. Uh, Gas Buddy today says 2,500 stations, sub $4. There we go. And he expects that number to double or triple in the next week or two. I have to give Brian Dees a shout out. Brian Dees said that gasoline was going to go down, the advisor to President Biden. And now Brian Dees has to start talking about why Tyson Foods is still charging as much. With you know, remember corn, then they sell the beef. But th- that's the beef that's and- the bull argument is that inflation moderates your revenue. You're able to get that spread well, in the back half of the year. Yeah, that's oh, good. No, I just meant politically they should try. No, I'm in favor of Tyson making a lot of money. I'm just saying that the president should stop picking on the refineries and start picking on some of the food processors. Just All to right, make so, them I make mean, a political point. Inflation comes down, but service inflation is not coming down. Oh, you right? just wait. Really? Oh yeah. You just wait. What am I waiting for? Wages aren't going to start coming down. Why? Because the minimum wages in here? We don't have minimum wages. It's hard to reduce somebody's. Well, I mean, just the, wait. the PMI services yesterday has actually both both indices are have employment and contraction. David, listen right. to me. Chipotle's got machines 
making chips. It's just a matter of time before machines take it, make everything. Look, I, I went to, to NVIDIA where machines were learning to pick up Jell-O and, and they keep dropping the Jell-O and when one of them gets it, uh, Jensen says, good, good boy. And then they can pick up Jell-O all they want. I don't know what to think about that. They have machines trying to pick up Jell-O at <laughs> NVIDIA. Yeah, and once they pick it up, you say good boy to the machine, then the machine repeats. Is that harder than the black ice problem of uh, they have autonomous? Solved, they haven't solved the black ice problem. I didn't think NVIDIA <laughs> made solved. those kinds of machines. I thought NVIDIA they were making makes... the chips that went into all that stuff. But well, you write on it. But I'm just saying that NVIDIA, I'm talking, this is what artificial intelligence, machine learning means that you, if you have a machine that's trying to pick up gel, you know, Jello, and if it does, it finally gets it, you say good boy, and then it picks up Jello right every time. So now you go to the digital twin, and if one of these stupid fast food companies were to call Jensen, they have the digital twin that can speak in 27 languages, can't make any mistakes, and is at the, uh, you know, listens to the box when it says, what would you like, David? That, there's these things called drive-throughs when you go to Wendy's or something. I, I've, I've been and instead, and Wendy's the one doing I mean, McDonald's, which, which had a number cut today, and I think that's ridiculous, McDonald's doing well. So, they, instead of having that person who doesn't understand a word you say, and so when you get up there and you turn, I, I didn't order the double cheese, but, you know, I didn't order, I, this is not my Big Mac. Um, the machine listens and knows in 27 languages, David. And then makes your burger in the back. No, it trans- gives the order to someone who makes the burger. But oh, so the burger maker is still a human being. Well, for right, now. But I'm saying it's flawless. You need flawless. I okay? See. You need flawless. So it Nvidia replaces the person listening to the order with that little headset on. No, that person doesn't exist, but it's a digital twin. Right. I, okay, I just want to I'm make... I'm not oh, in the metaverse, to... but, but you know that Mark writes on Nvidia chips. Mark. That's Zuckerberg, by the way. MZ. In case you missed it. Uh, yeah, we'll see. you got to get the franchiser to... To pay for that uh, that capex, that's yes. uh, not cheap. <laughs> Quick reminder: you can always get in on the CNBC Investing Club with Jim. Sign up and find out more at cnbc.com/slash/join-the-club. Uh, watching rates awaiting Bullard at one o'clock. Uh, you do have the uh, the two-year, the, the front end, uh, flirting once again with three. Oil at 103, and the S&P working on four straight wins. Haven't done that since March. Don't go away. We talked a moment ago about that warning from the FBI, Director Christopher Wray, raising alarms about Chinese espionage. In this first ever joint appearance with his U.K. counterpart in London yesterday, he issued a warning to business leaders about China. The Chinese government sees cyber as the pathway to cheat and steal on a massive scale. The Chinese government is set on stealing your technology. Whatever it is that makes your industry tick and using it to undercut your business and dominate your market. All right, huge implications for global companies. It is, but I, you know, there's not a, a board out there of a, of a major company that isn't fully aware of this threat and hasn't been for years. This yeah. has been a board level issue. I mean, 10 years ago, not a board level issue perhaps. And only through pain did some of these boards become aware of things uh, in terms of intrusions. But I, it's in, I wonder what motivated them now to come back with something that we've been aware of for quite some time. Perhaps the Chinese are becoming aggressive yet again in terms of cyber intrusions in a way that they hadn't been previously or at least backed off of. But they have legions of people who do nothing but try to steal secrets. Yeah, I mean, that was the, the hallmark of, of President Trump's view of China. So it's, uh, it, it, this was the Peter Navarro's emphasis. 
cyber was one of many different ways that they were have been targeting uh, targeting U.S. business. And again, it's trade secrets that they that they have been after, um, and have succeeded to a certain extent no, in obtaining as well. The Sometimes they've used that, uh, people also, not just not just cyber, but actually have real spies. Right. Um, right. Well, remember, but largely cyber. It, you know, the, a lot of the technology turned out to be infected. That was yes. Ghost Fleet. Did you read that? Mark Ben Afkin. Very good book. Um, it's interesting that they chose to put that out. Right. Again. Uh, until the point where they can make it, you know, something equivalent on their own. Uh, we'll watch it. Uh, back to 3884 yep. here. Dow's up 250. We'll get stopped trading with Jim in a moment. Time for Jim to stop trading. It's very rarely I talk about a 33 cent stock, but there's a company called Enjoy Technology. Now, David, there was no joy in Mudville. This was a Ron Johnson's back. You could have oh. bought it at, at delightfully at 10 uh, mid in the fall of last year. Now it's it filed for bankruptcy. So I'm saying that not it was mobile. It was a, it was a great idea. It was a same day mobile stores. I mean, it's terrific. Uh, FedEx does that too, by the way. So anyway, I'm just pointing out that sometimes. SPACs just filed bankruptcy, and Ron's, he was, you know, he was critically involved with J.C. Penney. I don't know if you remember that. I do, put in uh, by uh, Bill Ackman. Bill Ackman. And, but uh, I'm just saying that they, some, well. some of these can end up... Ended in bankruptcy in, in, J.C. In sadness. In sadness. Yes. Ron's a nice guy. Uh, it's been uh, a yeah, tough run uh, on the last couple chapters. Yes, yes. Uh, how about tonight, Jim? I've got a company that a lot of people call me this is called C3AI. Tom Siebel. Yep. There was a series of ads that ran heavy ads. Thomas, remember, Dave, sold Siebel Systems to Oracle. Do I remember when this came public, yeah. it was a high flyer for it a bit. It was high flyer. I'm coming back to it. Now, Chip Berg, we have to worry about, I mean, you know, you look at Contour, you look at Chip Berg, anything that goes, that sells into a, a department store is under tremendous pressure, and they're Levi's. But it's an old brand that's stood the test of time. I can't wait till tonight. That's a good show. one of the last times I'm going to be in Englewood Cliffs, counting down the days. That's right. Are you? Because you, tomorrow you're I, off, I imagine. Yes. Yeah, no? yeah, I am. Well, I no, am too. I, I have the morning off. Okay, very oh, wait, nice. Are you not here next week? No, I'm here, but I'm going to be doing some rehearsing. Oh. So you have a new set. Can't look. No. Can't look. But it's a big deal for me. Because <laughs> I've been going the other place. I've been driving two hours a day for 22 years, and now I'm going to be living here. You are. And not. I've got a cot. I can't tell you how excited Carl and I with the idea the of you being here like, all the time. I, well, I saw David was doing unusual experiences. What was it, at 12 o'clock yesterday? Yes, I was doing the halftime report. Halftime report. I understand you did some promos. You sat at my desk. I did. <laughs> Don't worry, I use Clorox wipes after. I know you're one of those freaks. I am, oh, we'll yeah, I'm a freak. We'll yeah. see, you, <laughs> right. see you at 6. Uh, Mad Money, 6 p.m. Eastern. Uh, we're back in a moment. Dow's up 240. You've been listening to the opening bell on CNBC's Squawk on the Street. People today can spend half their lives over 50. So it's good to be financially ready for what's important to you as you get older, like a family vacation. Or starting your dream business. Welcome to Connie's Coffee. How may I help you? AARP's trusted financial tools can help you plan for whatever your future holds. That's why the younger you are, the more you need AARP. Start planning today at aarp.org slash money tools.